0: teen in the hospital get out of here There's no you thing want me the...
1: to prove it to you i'm fighting the change but i can easily ah! Ah, the only thing it needs is that coffin if we can destroy it then amanda are you down there marco are you okay sure but felix is wrong you know Of course, a vampire needs its coffin. But it also needs blood. What? People have it all wrong. Vampires only need to feed about every 50 years or so. And isn't a hospital a great place for it? It's like a candy store. Who are you? I made a mistake, Felix. You shouldn't have turned so soon. It doesn't matter. I'm almost done here anyway.
2: Good evening, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My
0: name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hey, I'm Vince.
3: And this is episode 174. We're knee deep in Podtober, and today, <laughs> tonight, we're talking the tale of the night shift. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. yeah. Knee
2: deep in Podtober. I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, tale of the night shift. We've been, we've been. This one's been on the calendar, just yeah. waiting for you, Vince.
0: I know. I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> oh, i mean it only took it only took covid and pontoba to bring it about but i'm so happy it's finally here
2: <laughs> so is it fair to say that if this is not your favorite are you for the dark one of your favorites
0: oh it's top three easily cool. oh okay it's up there
2: <laughs> well then i i, I gotta know what, what what is your top three are you afraid of the darks
0: we're gonna go with night shift uh midnight madness and probably ghastly grinner
2: Mm. Ah, yeah yeah that's that's a solid three Love them
0: did you think i would say manaha (laughs) i was hoping
2: (laughs) (laughs) we're all holding our breath um no that's a that's a great top three uh and since we talked about the other two i'm I'm happy we got you in here for
0: night shift yes thank you
2: yeah no problem um vince are you a are you a halloween guy like is this is halloween mean anything to you or is it just kind of another uh I don't know, another holiday.
0: No, I definitely, even being an adult, I love Halloween. I love fall. Just everything about it, like the change in the temperature, the leaves, the candy. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, this year is a little bit different given the circumstances going on in the world. But, you know, I feel like we didn't even have a summer and fall is here (laughs) and Halloween's here already. So try to make the best of it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's true. The seasons do feel a little disorienting having been inside so much. I know,
0: I feel like last week was March. What do you mean? Like number's <laughs> <September's laughs> gone already? What happened?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully this is a, a distraction for some people, Podtober. Uh keep you guys thinking uh fall and happy thoughts, happy Nickelodeon yeah, yeah. thoughts. <laughs>
0: well, I know I told you I know I told you guys before you guys doing the, the podcast during like for me being in New York during the height of COVID was definitely welcome, so it was very much appreciated.
4: Cool.
2: Oh. Glad, glad to be of some, of some service. For sure. Yep. <laughs> um, well, like uh, like we've been talking about, we're talking about the tale of the night shift. Uh, this is um, this is one of the trickier episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark to pin down. I mean, I I have long believed that it was always the second to last episode aired. Uh-huh. What were what was your thought, Andrew?
3: Um, you know, go before I like started getting into this for this episode, I was thinking that it was um not the last episode but then as I was like I, as I was watching it, it suddenly felt like uh, I don't know like I recalled something about this being the last episode of the season um but maybe I'm just...
2: No, imagining it no yeah we we talked about it we talked a, a little bit about it uh, well a lot about it on um the tale of badge where we kind of said like you know badge was a stupid way to end the series <laughs> and then we yeah and then we uh tried to kind of pick what we thought the right episode was and i, I feel like maybe it's just a brain fart because clearly when watching yeah. this episode and and a bunch of people emailed us to point out uh, like hello this was supposed <laughs> to be the last yeah. episode <laughs> <Okay>. um <laughs> So I think I, I hadn't watched it in maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. So I just forgot that there was some kind of closure here. But I, when you're yeah. watching, it's clearly supposed to be the last episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, That's how I always thought about it. I always thought this was the last episode. I mean, even if you don't realize the 65 on the door at the end. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got to remember, we didn't have the internet to check this stuff out <laughs> back then. Yeah. But, you know, the Midnight Society ends with Gary and Samantha just staring at the fire together, and we never see them date. So I'm like, this is it. This breaks up the Midnight Society. That's it.
4: Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's
2: an interesting take. <laughs> I that is an interesting My head never went to the place of, like, this relationship is what caused the yeah. end. <laughs>
0: yeah. We never, we never saw them together in, like, next, the next episode. So I was like, oh. Gary, you did it. (laughs) You just (laughs) ruined it and you gave the reins to Tucker.
2: And then it took um, Tucker three years to assemble his dream team. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) That was the best he could do in three years. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go there.
3: (laughs) This is a strong finale. Like, If we're assuming that this was the finale of the original run, um, then this is a much stronger choice.
2: Oh, totally I mean ba- badge versus this uh, yeah, it, yeah I, I upon watching this I, I mean, this really feels like it holds its own against some of the some of the best yeah um, nice. so you know I think uh I think the problem was that it was definitely filmed to be the finale but it may have aired out of order of production and so that's why you get anything from people saying it's episode 11 12 or 13 yeah um, But it's clearly meant to be Season 5, Episode 13. But the general consensus, to me, seemed like a lot of people thought it was either 11 or 12 on airing. Um, Either way, we're going to take a look at uh, February of 1996, if you guys are okay with that.
3: Uh, Yeah, let's do it.
2: Uh, February of 1996, first off, it's a leap It's a leap month, uh, or a leap year, so that February has a little extra day there. Uh, the NFL and the Cleveland Browns allow Art Modell to move uh, the NFL franchise to Baltimore, but he had to leave the name Browns behind in Cleveland, which was, uh, I don't know, something I remember uh, being a pretty big deal, being a kid in Cleveland in the 90s. Uh, I remember it coming up.
3: I just, you know wasn't really following sports but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't i know i'll get uh, people annoyed with me probably but um you know i don't know about the name browns anyway what it's a, it's a weird name really? it's like nothing it's not a thing it's just a color
2: well, it's a guy's,
3: it's a yeah, last yeah. name. Which makes it even stranger.
0: All <laughs> well, the torches and pitchforks are going to come for you now. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: oh well. Uh, Vince. Br- Vince, Cleveland Browns, good or stupid name?
0: It's all right. It's good, good for history, you know, but it could be more creative. But I can't talk. I'm a Giants fan from New York, so we're not exactly creative either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you guys got the little Giants movie.
0: <laughs> that's true oh yeah
2: <laughs> um february of 1996 we have um ibm computer deep blue becomes the first computer to win a game of chess against a reigning human champion gary uh let's see kasparov mm. yeah
4: um
2: so the computer surpass humanity in February of 1996. <laughs> uh, the 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 46th uh, NBA All Star game is played in San Antonio. The East beats the West, and uh, Michael Jordan is the MVP, of course.
4: Oh, what
0: uh, a
2: year!
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I love basketball back then. Oh my god! The oh Michael yeah, Jordan era. Oh.
2: Uh, the American film production company, happy Madison production is founded by Adam Sandler that month.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Cute. I'm, I mean, I guess maybe I'm just biased here. I love, I love Adam Sandler.
3: Uh, you, wow. You, you're, uh, like big on all his stuff, latest movies and everything.
2: I have to say, I know that his new stuff is not like really well liked, but i just have such a soft spot for Sandler. Like hmm. he's got this, he's got this one coming out. Might be today um, <laughs> on Netflix called Hubie Halloween, and I'm really excited. Uh, yeah. Adam Sandler Halloween movie. Let's
3: go. I, <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> all right, all right. Um,
2: the 38th Grammys are held. Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette is the big winner, of course. And uh, yeah, so TV that month we have um, the Sundance Channel debuts, hmm.
4: um,
2: VH1 Storytellers debuts in February of 1996. Uh, you a big storytellers, <laughs> manager? Wouldn't say big. You know.
0: Okay. <laughs> is this when VH1 played music?
2: <laughs> is is VH1 still around?
0: It is. It is. Oh, okay. Mm.
2: Good for them, plugging away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Spooktacular uh, sp- I'm sorry, the spectacular new adventures of Casper uh, also starts that month. Hmm. Um, but of course, most notably, Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, comes oh to an boy. end. Um, Dumb and Dumber, uh, the cartoon series, comes to an end, hmm. and uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original run, comes to an end. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really rough month. Yeah, don't worry. The, 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 the Rangers will be back. <laughs> oh, good. You
0: can, um, you can just imagine me being a kid and realizing Power Rangers ends and then discovering the whole Japanese show it ripped off. Yeah. I was like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of it, so it's still pure in my head. It's still the original. <laughs> Um, music that month of course I I hope I never have to say the song again Uh, for the whole month One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey is the number one single for all of February 1996 (laughs) but but other albums to come out that month we got a Neil Diamond joint Uh, we got Tupac All Eyes on Me we got Fun Loving Criminals which they had a, a song called Scooby Snacks which I was real huge on um, Lou Reed has an album that month. The Refreshments, Goldfinger, Bad Religion. Uh, weird month for music. Yeah. Uh, that? Uh, number one movies in February of nineteen ninety six. We got Black Sheep for a week. Oh, nice. oh always. Yeah. Uh, we have Broken Arrow for two weeks, and we have Rumble in the Bronx for a week. Oh
0: God! <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs> I don't. I've never seen Rumble in the Bronx.
0: I rent. I rented it back at a back in the blockbuster
2: days. <laughs> and how's, how was it?
0: I hated it. Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> are we all are we all saying Black Sheep is the uh, winner here?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: I gotta say that. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy uh, that that's like the only other Chris Farley movie. It's like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep are kind of the Chris Farley movies.
2: Yeah. Uh, what about um almost famous um chris farley yeah what's oh i'm sorry not almost famous almost oh, heroes. almost heroes yeah uh, i mean <laughs> i just <laughs> you didn't <I> just... <laughs> catch chris farley in almost famous
3: <laughs> like how did i miss <laughs> he was the drummer the main part of this Is
0: um... you the guy screaming on the plane that we're going to crash <laughs>
3: <laughs> um yeah almost heroes i mean it's okay i just don't consider it quite the same caliber this no, not good. caliber. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: you're right. I mean, those are his two classics, and and I think his role in um, Billy Madison's essential. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other releases that month, we have Dead Man Walking, The Juror, Happy Gilmore, um, Muppet Treasure Island, and Bottle Rocket. Oh. Cool. I
0: like
4: Muppet
2: Treasure Island. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I. I', I, I oh yeah i mean tim curry's you know just legendary yeah um and then video games here we got uh front mission uh we gun hazard uh civilization 2 zork nemesis and uh terra nova strike force centauri oh we also have um pokemon red and green
0: Oh, jeez. And so with (laughs) B-Games.
3: Those are the big ones, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's a really weird year for video games, because you have Super Nintendo that's stopping, N64 is on the horizon, computer games are getting better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like... Yeah, a lot of different quality across the board. Some good, some bad.
3: 96, just a weird year all around, kind of, like... It's like a feels like you're over the other side of the hill suddenly you know and things yeah. are changing
2: yeah it takes 97 97 for you to really get like settled back in
3: yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> this is still the 90s yeah
2: um so that's a little bit about february of 96 uh before we jump into night shift should we hear uh samantha's um midnight society intro here
3: oh yeah
1: I've been saving this story for a long time, and I think tonight's the best night to tell it. It's a story about illusion and deception. Some things may look familiar, but they could be hiding a secret that you'd never expect. It could be beautiful or mysterious, or like in my story, Something evil. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story The Tale of the Night Shift.
4: Alright.
3: Would you I mean what'd you guys think? Uh you know, it's a fine one. Uh, I don't <laughs> I'm not sure that it <laughs> uh I'm not sure that it relates to the story enough. Yeah,
2: but it, it's okay. Sometimes it's sometimes it's a little too clear that like they didn't finish the script before they shot these things. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so there there she was. Now we uh, like to do our own Midnight Society uh, opening segments. Andrew, did you <laughs> did you come prepped and ready? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> all right,
3: ready for it. i um, Amanda studies all day and works all night. She's so busy, she's beginning to feel like a vampire. But she's about to find out that sometimes the real vampire is a real vampire. Submitted for the approval of the big orange couch. Oh, I guess I'll save my name for. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was good. That was good. <laughs> I mean, substantially. Yeah, a lot better than hers.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Samantha was too busy looking at the crystal rock that she brought, like, ooh, I'm going to distract them with this to make it sound really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, quit it with the props. Come on. <laughs> All right, so Vince, uh, you you want to take a stab at it?
0: All right, I'll take a stab. People often say, do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. Sometimes people get too busy in their daily lives that they often forget to slow down and enjoy life. Such is the case for the girl in Tonight's Tale. She spends all her free time volunteering at the local hospital, never making time for herself or friends. However, she's about to realize that it may not just be her time she's volunteering, it may be her life. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's like... A legit, intro. yeah. Like it sounds like <laughs> it should be the real intro. <laughs> that was really
0: good, Vince. Thank you. I was inspired by Betty Ann, the number one storyteller of the group. Uh, right. <laughs> Amen. She didn't, need, she didn't need cheap props to get her point across.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that was like Chloe Brown uh, material. There, that was legit. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Nice job.
2: Great. My I don't know why my head always goes with like I'll just do something stupid. Uh, I should I should probably take a real stab at one of these someday. (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, uh, here's mine. It's real stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In this story, I have a character named Amanda. She's supposed to be me, Sam. Then I have a character named Colin. He's supposed to be Gary. Colin lusts over Amanda and is obsessed with her, just like Gary's obsessed with me. Over the course of time, Callan wears Amanda down while going through a spooky story, and she reluctantly agrees to go out with him. Will that happen tonight with Gary and I? I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> also, there's vampires. Submitted for the approval of the big orange couch.
4: Yeah, that's good. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I guess
0: Tucker's the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: Uh-oh. I guess he
3: would have to be. I like that the vampire thing was uh, thrown on at the end because that's like, I don't know, this episode to me was like really hard to, um, I don't know, like reconcile the two halves of the story, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of my notes that there's just a lot going on here.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, Well, nice job, gentlemen. Uh, Shall we formally get into
3: Night Shift? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Sam's story starts as visiting hours are ending over at United Hospital. Felix, one of the janitors, is mopping the floor when his boss, Jack Palmer, tasks him with finding a missing water pump. Meanwhile, Amanda arrives for duty on the night shift in the kids' ward, and after commiserating with Nurse Lorette about their busy schedules... Nurse Hanton gives her the job of showing the ropes to the new girl, Margot.
1: I mean, how do you do it? I got school till three, then track practice, homework, and dinner. If I want to volunteer, it's the night shift. When do you sleep? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Let me check my schedule. (laughs) Amanda! We've got a new volunteer. I want you to show her around. Margo, Amanda, Amanda, Margo. Now you're
0: old chums. Don't annoy me.
1: Hi. Hi. You picked the night shift too? Yeah, school kind of takes up a lot of the day. Tell me about it. Tonight. Amanda!
2: I'll be right back. Yeah, this is a lot of, this is a lot of characters very fast. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's one thing I really noted about this episode is like there's sort of kind of a, for Are You Afraid of the Dark, there's kind of an incredible pace to it. Usually, are yeah. you fra- are you afraid of the dark? It feels like the first three minutes is just like um, panning shots of landscapes while like someone narrates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And this and this one, it's like character, character, character,
3: like a lot of urgency. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also just want to say uh, something about this Felix kid. Like uh, he's just really interesting. Yeah. There. Yeah, he's memorable.
0: Yeah, I was surprised he was mopping the floor with everybody like walking right through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he was like the squeaky shoes, and I'm like, "Stop it, stop it." <laughs> he also seems
3: like weirdly young for a janitor. Maybe that's a, uh, you know, yeah. maybe that maybe I'm. Be judgmental of teenagers, but yeah, most of the crew here
2: seem pretty young. Uh, yeah. you know this hospital. This hospital was fifty percent kids. Yeah, fifty percent teenagers.
4: What could go wrong?
2: <laughs> yeah, what
3: could go wrong? How could a vampire get in?
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, as Felix searches for the pump down in the basement, he's lured into the back by a cute girl. Funny, but when he goes after her, he's attacked by a green skinned vampire.
0: How did it I get? feel it. Come here. I want to show you something. You know, I don't think we're
2: supposed to. Shall we? should we talk about the uh, the vampire?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: I mean, I think he looks amazing. I think it's. Yes. I think it's one of the really? better looking uh, villains. Period. Oh,
3: definitely. Um. Yeah, he's he's really kind of incredible. Like I was looking at it really close up and um I don't know what it is, but it's like I don't know if they put some kind of effect over the face, over the makeup. Uh but it just looks like really otherworldly. I don't know, it's really impressive makeup. Yeah.
0: I like that it was like I like that it was like your non-traditional vampire, like it wasn't yeah. some Eastern European Dracula type, it was a guy with green skin, red eyes, yellow teeth, long hair. Yeah. Like, what is this <laughs> I mean, Even now, I mean, as a little kid, you knew that jump scare was coming, and you could, but even now, I still get like, oh, like, gotta lower the TV a little. That's a little bit loud. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like
4: um, for a
0: kid too, that's pretty like ballsy to have a jump scare like that.
2: Yes. And that's the other thing. Like, I think that jump scare comes around the five minute mark and i'm i'm just used to without you for the dark waiting like 11 12 minutes to, <laughs> yeah, to see something yeah like things. that
0: first commercial break is usually the uh-oh
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and this one just gets right to it yeah he looks he looks great it's uh, yeah. a great makeup job and uh very 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 memorable and frightening i think yeah yeah uh,
3: yeah ferocious looking
2: and and the setting of the hospital like just that this thing is in this kind of like you know nighttime hospital kind of vacant seeming yeah you know lurking around it's uh it's pretty it's a pretty unsettling in uh like atmosphere yeah for sure
0: and and felix seeing that girl i mean he thought something was gonna happen i'm just saying <laughs> he's like oh okay i want to go check this out what is who is that <laughs> like this this is a this is a kid show right like <laughs>
2: I love that he does the double take over his shoulder. Like, (laughs) anybody around? All right, no, okay.
0: I can't wait to tell everybody about this tomorrow. (laughs) Uh,
3: Back in the kids' ward, Amanda runs into an annoying kid from school, Colin.
2: Guy number 59 says he's a friend of yours. Who is he? Go see. He's cute. (laughs)
3: Hello?
1: Amanda? Is that you? Colin? What's wrong? Huh.
4: Tomorrow,
3: I'm getting tonsils out.
1: I'm so sorry. I... What? And you can take care of me. You want some candy corn? Jerk! Sure. Oh, God. On, it was a goof. No, you're a goof and I'm busy. You're always busy. I need comfort. I don't think so. you you got to be nice to me, I might not make it through surgery.
3: And while he's pestering her, Nurse Lorette discovers a young girl she doesn't recognize.
2: <laughs> well, we got to we got to stop and talk about Colin for yeah. a second. Uh yeah. yeah, he's a boy from school who seems to like Amanda and he is um uh, you know i think by 2020 standards kind of predatory <laughs> like mm. the, the line i wrote down here that he says to her is that uh i'm not giving up until you give in uh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> just which is i mean there's a couple lines like this here where she's like get away from me and he's like nope not until like this happens you're
1: a patient pretend you're sick before we all get in trouble okay But I'm not giving up till you give in. (laughs) Uh,
2: So I think Colin, um, even though he's supposed to represent Gary, I think Gary's more of a gentleman than maybe this guy.
3: Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I will say it doesn't come across quite as uh, creepy as that um, when you see his character. Like he's so weird and goofy that he's a geek. Like (laughs) like those lines, yeah, those lines didn't even register with me. Um, I don't know it's okay.
0: candy corn does anyone here like candy corn oh,
3: oh yeah <gasps> oh yeah you, oh yeah you don't love candy corn
0: No. <laughs>
3: i like how it looks like i like the concept of it but i don't like the taste of it really
0: he was the oh, only man. one saved from the vampire the vampire was not sucking his blood with candy corn in his system.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how dare you um
3: no, yeah, I could, I could chill with a big bowl of candy corn. Big bowl, man. Do you like those, uh, like extra thick, like pumpkin ones?
2: Hmm. No, <laughs> I think, I think I'm just going normal.
3: I'm, I'm not even sure I know which <laughs> kind you're talking about. Big pumpkin ones. They're yeah, like,
0: I those, yeah. they're like
3: mini pumpkins, but they're Obnoxious. like three times the size of a regular piece <laughs> of candy corn. Probably oh, no, that sounds you know? pretty good, actually. <laughs>
4: Uh, oh, no, I'll
2: go. With, I'll go with the traditional candy corn, and I do love that. Colin's just snacking on these things.
4: Yeah, <laughs> before <laughs> surgery, did <can> you <laughs> eat before surgery? <laughs>
2: yeah, he's just like a, he's a he's mouth like mouth. a, like a nervous tick. Like boom, candy corn in my mouth. Boom, candy <laughs> corn in my mouth. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, Lorette chases the girl into an abandoned section of the ward, and she too gets attacked by the hideous vampire. Um another, I mean, just, like, right back to the vampire. Um, yeah, and he and
2: he's moving kind of fast in this shot. Like, it's not like a slow-plotting oh, yeah. vampire. Oh, like, yeah.
3: he, like, he makes a, a beeline for her. Well, um, not to, sorry to give this away early, but uh, I think they had to set up him somehow having um, blood sucked everyone in the hospital by later on. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, he's gotten to everybody in a timely manner. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, he must which, just be flying through those halls. <laughs> but, but, that you know, he has a line here at the end, which is, like, both a line that makes me laugh a lot and a line that makes me cringe. Mm. Uh, should I say it? Doesn't matter. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Where he says, I don't like to have to work so hard for my kills. Uh yeah. But, but this dude's been busting his ass <laughs> all night. <and> <laughs> yeah that's
0: true (laughs) and that jumps i think that jump scares even worse than the first one like that one used to really get me going like oh my god
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: like the sound effect of him just growling and
3: yeah yeah um elsewhere colin is bothering amanda for a date when she sees lorette walking the halls like a zombie colin reports to amanda that his roommate bud has gone missing and they go searching for the kid only to find a mysterious pile of empty blood bags in the closet. So, alone at last.
1: Can you eat those things? It's not even Halloween. I'm a rebel. No, you're a geek who's gonna get me in trouble unless you just. What is this? What are they? Blood storage bags. Yuck. Looks like a rat got them.
2: Why do they keep
5: them in here?
3: I don't. So uh just these blood bags was kinda sickening.
0: Why are you afraid of the dark? I was like, no well, blood, okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a good like hospital visual and a like repulsive thought that someone just like yeah. snacked on these things. <laughs> yeah. They really did a good job in this episode of like suggesting the grossness of it without you actually seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda tells Nurse Hatton about the bags, but the nurse is acting weird, and we see that she has two swollen bite marks on her neck. Colin suggests that Bud might be in the morgue, but instead they find Felix laying lifeless on
1: one of the slabs. Well, he's not here. Let's go. Wait. Is that a body? No, it's a pinball machine. Come on. I've never seen a dead body before. Colin. Colin, don't! Big deal. It's just a dead body. It's Felix. Who? Felix. He works on maintenance.
2: Not anymore. He's like
3: really dead.
1: I just saw him tonight. He was fine.
4: Let's get out of here.
2: I I don't think Amanda's uh like alarmed enough that this kid that works at the hospital that she saw yeah, sure. 20 minutes ago is dead in the morgue
0: I would, have, I would have stayed there as she made the phone call like no i'm not walking away
2: yeah, yeah. uh it, it seems like episode over like the next you know 30 minutes of her life is her like sobbing in the morgue or uh she's just <laughs> like she's ready to move on real quick yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's already for the Dark, and I'm being nitpicky, but
3: uh, you <laughs> I mean, know, dead. even the <laughs> dead like sixteen-year-old
0: the, the bites too. Have I mean, you never know, noticed they look like mosquito bites?
3: Yeah, those sickening bites,
0: like two ingrown hairs. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you see that guy's mouth, you think he's gonna leave those two like elevated puncture marks and blow an ear? <laughs> you could have holes <laughs> in your neck.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were juicy. <laughs> Uh, When they get back to the kids' ward Jack is also acting strange now And they run from him into the stairwell To find Felix risen from the dead
2: (laughs) There's some great lines here with Jack Um,
1: Security should have been here by now I don't like this Let's go downstairs
4: Evening, Amanda
1: Jack, what happened to Felix?
4: Felix? Felix is just fine
2: Depends
1: on your definition of fine. Why don't we go see him? You go.
2: Tell him we say hi. Why
0: don't we go see him? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that? Everyone walking around like zombies is like, if 2020 was a person, it's them. Like, oh. (laughs) 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 Lorette walking around with her hair all messed up.
2: (laughs) Everything's fine.
0: (laughs) Is
4: it?
2: (laughs) Um... Yeah, I do. I love this guy who plays Jack, too. I, I, you know, I have these things. Um, I don't know if you remember, Andrew, like I really loved uh, the teacher and Jake the snake. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there's like these little like these little roles that I love. And this guy who plays Jack is just killer.
0: <laughs> he looks very familiar to like, I feel like I've seen him in other movies or TV shows before. Uh,
2: he is really memorable. Uh, I know he's in 300.
3: He's got like a like yeah. a pretty important line in 300. For being on the screen for like 30 seconds total, it's pretty incredible. Uh, Felix chases them back into the ward, bearing his vampire teeth, and he reveals that there's a monster that's been feeding on everyone in the hospital. How can you be sort of dead?
1: Oh, it's not so bad, really. You'll soon find out for yourself.
2: What are you doing, man? What
3: is your problem?
0: <laughs> My problem is I was the first.
1: The first what?
0: You drank too much and made me like this.
1: Felix, we'll get you a doctor.
0: <laughs> there are no doctors. There are no nurses. There are no patients. There's nobody left. It's been feeding on everybody. Only enough to control them. Not enough to cause a panic once it gets everybody.
1: It's gonna come back. It's gonna come back and finish him off. Who? What are you talking about?
0: Maybe it's not really it hasn't gotten you. Maybe you can stop it. Easy, pal.
1: Felix, you're scaring me.
3: Amanda. Amanda, please. Come um, he also reveals that the monster that the vampire like. Turn Felix into a vampire by sucking Too much of his blood and everyone else Apparently he's just like Turning into not quite vampires
2: Yeah is it like The concept that he's just taking
3: enough blood To make you like drowsy I I I mean he seems to be like controlling Them on some level but But they're not like full on Vampires
0: like they're just zombies almost Yeah once he leaves they probably just Don't remember anything
3: Yeah that's what it seems like.
0: For a hospital, we don't even see a lot of people. Like We only see like four of them. Like, yeah. we're...
2: People know uh, to avoid this hospital because teenagers run it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, have you seen the two security guards? I'd avoid it too. I mean.
3: You know... uh, fighting his urge to feed, Felix leads them to the vampire's lair in the hospital's basement. But just as they come to the monster's coffin, Margot corners them and shows her true form as the vampire. Really cool uh, transformation. Yep. Definitely. Really great.
1: We're gonna go upstairs. I don't think so. We haven't been properly introduced yet. <laughs>
0: should finish what I started.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, this whole thing was pretty effective, I thought. Like Margot being the vampire, she's just weird enough, like and normal enough to mm-hmm. like pull it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, this actress was um I thought she was really actually I think all the acting in this episode's pretty solid.
4: Yeah, it is definitely
2: I do think it's weird that um, she makes a decision here, or the vampire makes a decision here to just, like, go after Felix
3: rather than the two
2: people that have a ton
3: of blood. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was thrown off by that immediately, but I just figured they had to get them out, back out into the hospital somehow. Yeah. It was, like, just a story decision, I guess.
0: He probably wants to scare them a little bit further before he gets them it could be he doesn't
3: like to work it. for his kills. oh yeah yeah he doesn't well,
4: apparently he, does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have just the said lazy. i like to work for my
3: kills yeah it would have yeah, worked yeah. just
2: the same it would have worked um, perfectly this is like the <laughs> laziest vampire on earth
0: and he likes to turn into like girls too i was like oh okay <laughs> uh,
2: yeah yeah strange yeah this is a strange vampire
0: i mean i get i get i get and i understand what they were doing because you're not gonna think the girl in the beginning is you know an evil centuries-old vampire but yeah it's, it's a strange episode yeah. a good
3: one. um also in this scene felix mentions that the vampire shipped himself there yeah uh, which i thought was just kind of humorous <laughs> how does that yeah how does that work how do you get postage
0: <laughs> and if you notice when he first when felix first goes to the basement or the boiler room like that piece of the crate says delivery yeah. for the hospital so I guess he <laughs> yeah. busted on out of there and was like okay lunch time
2: <laughs> he must have a uh, familiar like in what we do in the shadows mm, Yeah, Some, someone who does all his
3: bidding yeah. he
0: has a <laughs> that would have been a <laughs> yeah. good ending
3: like you discover that there's another person behind the scenes uh, yeah like nurse
2: um,
0: that would have been good
2: the one nurse if she was yeah like the one that got him in oh yeah yeah that
0: would have been a good uh plot twist like it's actually the, one of the hospital staff that brings him and feeds him every 50 years yeah
2: oh wow i love it part two Maybe folks
0: the, probably, the, probably the kid who broke his leg <laughs> <laughs>
2: bud <laughs> yeah. freaking bud no wonder you wanted to go to the morgue
0: Yep. it all makes sense <laughs>
3: Even Bud is good. like he's he's really only <laughs> on the screen for like 10 seconds, but I you know, he really stuck with me.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, this scene in particular where like she gets in the like zombie triangle here where like she can't escape. yeah yeah, yeah but Bud solid. That's
1: not
4: a good idea.
1: To like the night shift. you wanted
3: to see me so they come up with a plan to destroy the coffin and afterward uh, Amanda runs through the halls luring the vampire while Colin goes to the basement and works on dragging the coffin into the incinerator the zombie staff and patients of the hospital block Amanda at every turn and she finally leads the vampire. Up onto the roof, as as the vampire holds Amanda over the edge of the building. Felix tries to stop Colin from burning the coffin, but his feelings for Amanda allow him to overcome the vampire's control momentarily. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. Yeah. Uh, this this
2: rooftop scene is, I think, iconic. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Like, clear, uh, yeah. top tier.
1: It'll be less painful if you give in. There's no use in running. I'm far too good. A hundred.
2: I don't like to work so hard for my
4: kills.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's there's some like sadistic stuff here. I want to play this line.
0: (laughs) I should drop you and then lick up what's left.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, <laughs> man like, i remember i remember this even as a kid like thinking whoa like
0: yeah.
3: I, especially as a kid i think i was really imagining it like man that is like this episode is intense
0: it'll um, be less painful if you give in <laughs> like this less, guy yeah. is crazy. this guy's <laughs> hardcore like
3: yeah less painful if you give
2: in gonna splatter yeah. you and drink your blood <laughs> like yeah licking up the blood from
3: the concrete like that's yeah. a pretty yeah. grotesque How imagery
0: you and then lick up what's left <laughs> like what but you all, was... if you just stop talking you could get her already
2: <laughs> but true to his lazy nature he realizes nah I'll just bite her
4: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs>
4: no the old fashioned way is best <laughs>
3: Even during this viewing, like I've seen this episode a bunch of times, but even this time I thought, man, how are they going to like, how, how is she going to end up back on the roof? Because I know he's not going to drop her, like, even as he's holding her out. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the excuse going to be to get her back? Uh, and I was surprised. It's just,
2: it's just an insane amount of talking.
0: was <laughs> too busy looking at the beautiful Montreal skyline and just, ah, you know what? Old fashioned way better.
2: <laughs> it
5: it did feel
2: (laughs) the scope of the episode does feel kind of impressive for it. Are you for the dark? Like just having a city at nighttime and, um, you know, going from basement to roof, it just feels very sprawling for, uh, one of these. Um, also
3: her just being hung over the roof is kind of intense. Yeah. One of these. um,
2: yeah, that image is kind of unnerving. Um, I will say the vampires laugh. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but like, (laughs) His laugh is just a bit off to me. It's Hmm. like too—it's too normal, guy. (laughs) You know, like you have this incredibly scary-looking vampire, and he laughs like, (laughs) 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 like, you know, it just doesn't like fit the evil.
0: Hmm. Uh, Like a a renegade virus type of laugh. (laughs) Well,
2: that's what I want. I want something (laughs) like really like maniacal, you know. (laughs) But you know, here you're just getting like. Some average Joe uh-huh. just like having a good laugh.
3: <laughs> he's very composed. He doesn't get that nuts. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's nuts. <laughs>
4: um.
2: Okay. So uh, okay. he 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 uh, he's hanging her over the roof. They're trying to get the coffin
3: in the incinerator. Uh, together, Felix and Colin drag the coffin into the incinerator, and the vampire burns alive. Uh, <laughs> th- just. Just a great moment. Um, pretty intense. Uh, like him just screaming as the flames engulf his face.
2: <laughs> the first like 10 seconds are like really intense. Like, yeah, dude, the way he, the way he the actor plays the pain feels very real. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, especially like the moment he gets caught on fire. It's like yes. he like jerks his neck back in this really yeah, like, yes. realistic way. Yeah, cool.
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I felt
2: the same thing. But then that's undercut a little
3: bit. <laughs> by this this next moment as he runs across the roof and falls (laughs) off the edge
4: (laughs) holy mannequin Batman
3: (laughs)
2: as a scarecrow doll falls off a building (laughs)
3: yeah it just felt like that moment just felt kind of unnecessary like we just got the most intense, brutal monster death ever, and then yeah. this goofy moment. Yeah, My you leg. just <laughs> you just need to see him go off the side, but you
2: don't actually need to see him falling. But I feel like because they shot it, they felt like yeah. they probably had to
3: use it. Yeah, they could have mm. even just like done a flaming pile of clothes or something though, and that would have been okay.
2: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the the falling off the building is. Um, Oh, I I was laughing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, It's, it, uh, I don't know if, I don't think this actually happens, but I think about it as if his legs are like, uh, like running in the air. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like Looney Tunes? Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh... (laughs) Um... Or well, when Amanda gets back to the kids' ward, everyone is back to normal, with no memory of the vampire, except for Felix.
1: Incoming! I really thought the night shift was supposed to be quiet. Are you okay? Nothing a little sleep wouldn't cure. AMANDA! What happened to the new girl? Did I scare her off already? <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. Amanda? Are you okay? What happened? It's over. Everybody's back to normal. <sighs> they don't even remember what happened. There you are!
2: Finish mopping the lobby, or I'll find somebody who knows how to work.
3: I remember. Which, actually, now that we've talked about how he was like, uh, like closer to an actual vampire, um, I kind of like that little detail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Having escaped with their lives, Colin asks Amanda on a second date, and she agrees to squeeze him into her schedule.
0: Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Take a lesson, kids. All it takes is a night in a hospital and a vampire to get the girl.
3: (laughs) And uh, no no twist on this one. No, like, like the vampire's not still alive, seemingly. Yeah, no hand rising up or... Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, I do like our theory
2: that uh, maybe someone in the hospital here is...
3: Yeah, that would have been good.
0: That would have been been a great great cliffhanger.
3: Uh, After the story, Sam, Sam stops Gary before he can take off, and she tells him that, like the girl in the story, she also misses a lot of possibilities.
1: Um, that story was about someone so busy being busy you missed a lot of possibilities. Yeah? Well, I-, I was thinking about what you said. And maybe you and I have some possibilities.
0: Really? Uh, that's great. Uh, why don't I I put out the fire
1: and- No, not yet. I want to watch it a little while longer.
3: For some reason, I just... Uh... This just made me laugh, like, um, the tenuous connection between Sam and the girl in the story, it's just like, yeah. like, I'm like her, I'm busy, other people are busy in the world too.
2: Yeah, it, it feels pretty paper thin. Um, <laughs> it also feels tonally just so weird for the, like, show to, I, I get, I get that it's maybe a little
3: fulfilling, but it feels tonally off from the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, Sam says that maybe they have some possibilities after all, and she stops Gary from putting out the fire so they can watch it together.
0: Yeah, that's good. You it's, know, yeah. It's a, yeah. leading to the destruction of the Midnight Society.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know.
2: It's better than Stig howling at the moon, I guess. Poor Stig.
0: <laughs> that Gary, Gary's an interesting character because I always thought throughout the show's run, he liked Kristen in the beginning and kind of lost heart to David. Oh. And I think he thought Samantha was into Frank, and then once Frank moved on, he was like, "Oh yes, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> There's just Tucker and Stig. I can do this." <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Now that we've like talked about Sam breaking up the Midnight Society, I almost wish that would have been part of the uh, like revival. Like the Midnight Society has to come back. And Sam and like we find out now that Sam ruined it all these years later <laughs> Way yeah. to go
4: Sam <laughs>
2: There's a rule that nobody with the name Sam is allowed in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. Alright well do you want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this
3: Yeah let's do it Hi this is Bios Trivia Ratings and Stray Observations I took a pretty close, uh, you know, a close look at a lot of the people that were in this episode. Um, Did you guys do that at all? Did you take any, a look at anybody, Vince?
4: Not really.
0: I just remembered um, the girl who, the actress who plays Amanda, Manuel Uh, Chereke, is her name I think? I just remember her from like Wrong Turn and like a few other TV shows at the time.
3: Yeah, uh, she's pretty po- She's been in a lot of popular stuff Kind of um, Including uh, Detroit Rock City You Don't Mess uh-huh. With Zohan And the almost Pete and Pete movie, Snow Day
2: Oh, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it um, seems um, I saw that she was also in um, Waiting Which was a movie I know that we
3: liked, oh, liked yeah. a lot Oh, yeah, good call yeah. Um, I also took a look at Jorge Vargas He plays Felix And he's been in kind of a lot of stuff um, Including Stargate, SG-1, Millennium Power Rangers, Ninja Storm And Dino Thunder As the Navy Thunder Ranger Uh, Supernatural and Altered Carbon Which uh, came out not that long ago
4: Hmm
3: Um, Margo was played by Elizabeth Rosen uh, Who was in Neon Rider and the Commish um, Which I mentioned just because Poor, poor Harry Vargas was also in both of those shows. So I thought oh, that was weird. Okay. Uh she also appeared in X Files, Stargate SG1, Warcraft, and Cult of Chucky. Really? Do you
2: know what uh did you make note of X- the X Files episode? Um man, I did
3: go and look, but it was but I, I don't remember now. I okay. Um also took a look at Jack Palmer. He's played by Tyrone Benskin, and you might recognize him from Channel Zero or Fargo, the series. Oh, wait!
2: So Manager Jack? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of who from Fargo. I love the show Fargo. Uh,
3: yeah. Um, I
2: can't play, and I also love Channel Zero. So that's like kind of frustrating. I can't place him.
3: Yeah. But, um, yeah. So see, I, he's
2: also see, he must be a good actor.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Nurse Lorette is played by Jennifer Engels This was her only credit I'd just mm. like to make note of those Weird
0: so, um, Speaking of her, as a kid I don't know if I was just really stupid Or because there was no internet I always thought that was Aunt Jackie from Roseanne I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know I can't explain it But
3: I could kind of see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit.
0: Cut me some like, I didn't have Google Images back then, guys.
3: Cut <laughs> <laughs> me um, The young girl in the hospital is played by Alicia Cuthbert, who, of course, we know is Megan from Are You Afraid of the Dark season six and seven.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the be- beautiful girl is played by Irene Contagorius, uh, and she was also in the tale of the many faces as girl 90. Nurse Hatton was played by Kathleen Fee and she appeared in Gruesome Gourmets and Stone Maiden um
2: yeah which... she's she's the
3: um
0: absolutely yummy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that almost ruined this episode for me I'm like, oh, woman. <laughs> um I just talked to,
2: I just talked about her a little bit with the Up All Night guys I think that episode just uh, dropped we talked about Gruesome Gourmets I
3: thought it was a coincidence that she was in my bottom two episodes of uh, season six and seven. <laughs> um, the vampire was played by Andreas Abergas and he was in Tale of the Room for Rent as the spirit man. Yeah. Um, That's a great ep- I like that episode, yeah.
0: too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he also uh, appeared in Mother, which I mentioned just because we've talked about it a bunch. <laughs> hmm. He's just like one of the party goers or? Uh, yeah, some extra person. Okay.
2: Um, well, i looked at the cinema, cinematographer uh a guy named Carol Icke. Um, he's been around a long time. Uh, he was born in 1935 in Poland.
4: Uh, oh. he,
2: he shot 39 Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes.
4: Whoa.
2: Um, and uh, he also was a cinematographer on The New Avengers in 1977. Um, And then he did a bunch of TV movies called Shades of Love. They're like a series of movies called Shades of Love with like, you know, semicolon, you know, title. Mm. Um, He shot a show called The Campbells. He shot a TV movie called A Christmas Story at the Vatican. Um, But far and away, Are You Afraid of the Dark is the thing. Uh, It was like one of the last things he did. So, so, yeah, he's the guy who shot, uh, I, I, you know, over half
3: of the f- first five seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I hope he uh, had some idea of the impact he was having.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, that was it for bios. Uh, trivia? Yes.
3: Yeah, I got one here. Uh, Jack at one point calls Felix Zebo in yeah. reference to the tale of laughing in the dark. Despite yeah. the fact that Sam wasn't present to hear laughing in the dark.
2: Yeah, but you you have to imagine the uh,
3: legend of Zebo is just <laughs> you <laughs> think it was spreading around the oh, campfire. Oh, yeah. so f- so yeah. far reaching.
0: I I love when they do that. I love when they reference other episodes cuz yeah. it makes it seem like they're in the same universe. Like yeah. no laughing in the dark was happened in this universe. Zebo's real and <laughs>
2: Yeah, I love it. I, I I did note here that uh Zebo was mentioned um did you do you happen to know the other episodes where Zebo's mentioned?
3: Oh man. I don't think I can come up with them.
0: Whispering Walls is one of them.
2: Yep, Whispering Walls. Oh, nice.
0: I can't think of the other.
2: Uh don't forget about Tale of the Crimson Clown, the video game?
0: Oh, uh, yep. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: it comes up in Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Uh, tale of Train Magic and Tale of the Mystical Mirror, uh, which is it's used as an insult in that one as well. <laughs> oh yeah. <Wow. laughs> um, uh, cool. Vince, did you have any trivia?
0: Uh, not so much trivia. But when they set when they go into the morgue and they say, "Oh, what's that? Is that a body?" and she goes, "No, it's a pinball machine." I was like, "Pinball Wizard? Is that a pinball wizard <laughs> <laughs> reference?" <laughs> I like right. it.
2: I like where your head's going. No, for sure. I think I think the pinball reference has to be purposeful. Yeah.
0: yeah. You would think, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I did note right at the end of uh the actual like story segment of Night Shift, you can just for a brief moment hear the like little musical sting that they play when the dust usually hits the fire.
4: Mm. It's oh, like a, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it's just like really faint in the episode, and I've never heard it before used. And I figure that must be like them, at least putting out the fire or something. I
3: don't know. Uh, like yeah, yeah, like a final, yeah, farewell. Yeah,
2: <laughs> final farewell. <laughs> and don't miss the tale of Badge next week.
4: <laughs> what
0: were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs>
4: um.
0: Yeah. Oh. And I was just gonna say, I remember when Nightshift premiered on SNICK. Ah. and there was no sleeping that night so that and then to have the next two be like jagged sign and badge i was like wait what
4: yeah yeah
0: why was nickelodeon doing that don't like what possessed them to end with badge oof
2: jagged sign badge is just (laughs) that's that's a real thud (laughs) right uh any uh stray observations
3: uh, I got a couple. Um, okay. Did you guys catch why Colin was in the hospital? Tonsils? Yep. Yep. Goodness, cut tonsils out. <laughs>
0: um, what floor was the pediatric ward on? Ooh. Eight? That's it.
2: Wow, mm-hmm. tough. Um, what room is Colin in?
3: Um, man oh 59 59
4: nice
3: oh, that's good the only reason it stuck in my head is because i after i wa- like re-watched it i thought why wasn't it just 56 like you know <laughs> 65 you mean <laughs> or yeah yeah sixty five. <laughs> um this isn't uh this is just something i noticed uh Kiki just has the best reactions to the story intros. It's like yes. like her mouth drops open and she's, like, looking wide-eyed at the other uh, members of the Midnight Society. Whoa.
2: I'm far too lazy to do this, but I I would love if someone out there did, like, a super cut of, like, yes. all the reaction shots of the Midnight Society. When, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Like a (laughs) (laughs) 10-minute... All right. well, uh, at the uh, campfire, Gary and Sam are wearing a similar piece of clothing. Did you happen to see what clothing they have in common? A flannel shirt. Yeah, they're both wearing these, like, big flannels.
0: Oh, they deserve each other.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If they wear the same thing, they'll look like they should be together. <laughs> I suspect that's it
0: <laughs> about this episode. Have you noticed, like, right when the story ends, Gary's like really tipped off, and he just leaves.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't. But He's like,
0: Gary, to... you're the leader. Like, what are you doing?
3: I figured he was trying to get out of there before Sam. Like, you know, had where would Betty kill.
0: add make her jealous? <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: uh, um, this is not even like anything, but i did and tell me if you guys think i'm wrong but um i did feel like there's some connection between this episode and the movie the faculty like it's mm. got a similar story with the girl being the monster and like the way she uh roams the halls like as the girl yeah. um similar. it just really reminded me of that yeah which didn't come out for a couple of years so it's
0: possible yeah
3: this could have inspired it uh, uh, a Dream Girl Sixth Sense situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 This also reminded me of um, Halloween 2, like the original Halloween mm. 2, the hospital setting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer did a season 2 episode killed by death, and it has like a Freddy Krueger-like demon that lurks the pediatric mm. ward to feed on children, so it kind of has like a similar hospital creepy monster vibe. Yes. But this all came before that, so... Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Interesting. Um... Well, uh, did you guys happen to catch how often the vampire feeds? Did we already mention this?
0: I think so. 50 years?
3: Yeah, every 50 years. Yeah.
0: Nah, the other question was going to be, what does Colin like to eat?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, the candy
3: corn is really a great touch for this episode. You know, uh, yeah. it just like feels like
0: a nice prop.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, they were. They were great in this episode.
2: Speaking of the candy corn, uh, did you get? Do you guys want to guess how many we see him eat?
0: Too oh many. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a good, not for me. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say eight? five. I'd say eight. Yeah, it's five. He, uh, wow.
2: we, see, <laughs> we see him pop five, and she pops two. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Um Pops
3: popping right. popping poppin candy corn.
2: Oh yeah. That's how we do it. <laughs> In the candy corn community, we pop them. Um, <laughs> uh, so ratings, uh, this episode on IMDb has a 9.4 out of 10, very high. Mm, uh, yeah. On TV.com, an 8.9 out of 10. So out of five Krebs stars, what did you give The Tale of the Night Shift?
3: Um, man, this was tough. I... Finally, landed on a four and a half out of five. Um, it was very close to a five. The only, I'm not even sure why I knocked it down now. It just, um, the
0: candy corn,
3: <laughs> I, I guess it was just because the like thinking about the whole vampire scenario, um, felt a little bit formulaic but they didn't do it in a formulaic way so um i don't know it just i guess it just didn't quite make it to uh like um midnight madness levels but but it was close man there was a lot of good th- stuff about this episode not least of which was the uh monster the vampire just looking amazing i mean that's what really sold it for me i think yeah. um but you know top one of the top episodes for
0: sure that should come as no surprise. I gave it a 1. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, actually, I gave it a 5. 5 out of 5. Nice. I couldn't. <laughs> Just everything Everything about this episode is Are You Afraid of the Dark to me? Yeah. Uh, solid 5 for me.
2: No, not, not Manaha, Vince. We're talking about Night Shift.
0: <laughs> oh, Manaha's a 4.5. That's that. Come on. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, well, this was an interesting one because, like I said, I hadn't watched it in a couple of years and I've, I've always liked it. But in my head, I feel like I always thought, you know, if you just ask me, I'd probably say like uh, maybe a four or something, just like a really mm. good one, but not a classic. Eight. But um, I have to say, I really I was impressed. I'm, I'm giving this a five. Oh, um, nice. So, it, like I mentioned, I think part of it is you have the iconic bad guy, like really unforgettable. You have pretty much no bad performances, which is just unheard of uh, with Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, Not through anybody's fault of their own because just kid actors are hard, but um, these are good performances. And the pacing of this episode is just Mm. like very refreshing coming off of some episodes where it just feels kind of leisurely. This one like really top to bottom feels like it's moving. Um, and I love just, like, the little things sprinkled throughout, the blood bags, the morgue, uh, the, you know, the zombie-like people, um, the rooftop, the basement. It, it, there's just kind of a lot to uh, follow. So I, I had fun watching it, and um, I think it's, uh, if not the best episode of Season 5, it's, you know, you know, up there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Season 5 is, you know, definitely interesting when you look at the episode list. I feel like you go from really strong to okay to weak back to strong, like there's never a consistent pace.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's I all mean, over the place.
0: Before this episode, if this listing is correct, it was door unlocked. I mean, I think that's one of Sardo's worst in the whole series.
3: <laughs> Don't um, get Andrew. I got a soft th- spot for door unlocked, <laughs> but I I understand. The-
2: not yeah, liking but it, it, you know. it. It's like a middling season. Like, none of it's, well, some of it's bad, but a lot of it's just like kind of weirdly in the middle. Like, Vacant Lot, Unexpected Visitor, Manaha, C7, Prisoner's Past, um, yeah. Mystical Mirror. Like, not bad episodes, but not highly remember- memorable. Jagged Sign yeah. is just like very, like, kind of nothing. <laughs> um, Badge is badges silly, but it's certainly. <laughs> You know, silly it, is badge, <laughs> <laughs> silly is badge. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's an interesting season, but night shift. I mean, I, I don't know what, what station 109.1 and uh, dead man's float is that like? I mean,
3: oh, dead man's float, of course. Yeah. Um,
0: Mystical Mirror 2 is up there for me.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. <sighs>
2: well, uh, do you guys want to name the episode?
3: Uh, sort of. um i I had an impossible time with this one trying to put together like vampires in hospital in some way yeah uh i finally just went with the tale of the busy schedule
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was a hard one this was a hard one
0: yeah this one was hard because night shift is actually a Perfect name for this episode. Yeah. yeah. So I actually named it the Tale of the Blood Drive.
4: Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. good. That's good. Uh yeah, this is a perfectly named Are you for the Dark, which is not always the case, but certainly here. Uh I I went with The Tale of First Blood. Oh,
4: that's good.
2: Uh, yeah, that's good.
3: Yeah, that one really fits. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, wonder it's... if uh <laughs> I, I mean I don't have any. Evidence to think they thought of that, but if they did, maybe they thought <laughs> they can't repeat uh, first Rambo. blood. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure Rambo has a
2: part. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> know,
4: <laughs> he blows up half the ward. <laughs> <half the> war. <laughs>
2: Not on my watch.
0: <laughs> um. You like hair decor, don't you? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, we have a real treat here. Uh, we're going to call our uh, buddy Brett Wilson, great artist, and uh, we're going to talk a little night shift. And uh, we're also going to hear about what Brett's up to. I think uh, he's got something in the works, and uh, I not yeah. not I don't even know. So um, I think he's just going to maybe uh, share some news with us. So you want? All right, it's time for
4: a call. Yeah, man.
2: Hey Brett.
5: Hey guys, how's it going? Hey man. Hey Brett.
3: Great to hear from you. Yeah, it's been
2: a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Missed the sound of that sweet, sweet voice. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We've been talking. um, We've been talking night shift, uh, courtesy Vincenzo's request. Um, And uh, we wanted to get, of course, your thoughts, and we want to talk some other Brett Wilson stuff. But uh, before we talk. Um, what's going on with some of the stuff you're making? What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on this particular episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
5: Oh, I love it. Night Shift is definitely like uh, it's it's hard to tell like where it lies with like my top tier episodes because a few of them often like shuffle in the order and then there's like a few that never change. I would say like for for just season five, uh Night Shift is just below Dead Man's Float because Dead Man's Float is my absolute nice. favorite of season five um and then for like the whole series it's probably like somewhere in the top five.
4: Oh wow maybe, yeah, yeah maybe
5: number six like around five to six okay
2: oh, pretty high so vincenzo put it at his um number three is that right
0: yeah it's number three
2: yeah respect Andrew oh, hey. Andrew would you say top 10 or no I think probably top 10 okay yeah
0: you better. Yeah. What about
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit already, Brett. I, I hadn't seen this episode in a while, and just seeing it again made me kind of realize, like, how kind of good the quality is of this mm-hmm. particular episode. So That's I definitely cool. think having now kind of come to it again, it would be top ten. I don't know about top five, but probably top ten.
5: Yeah, um, yeah I, I probably put it around six or seven for me. How do I think? Of yeah. it? it's, it's memorable, but it just doesn't have – the extra oomph that I'd like from some of the other ones that really stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the past, a few times, dark music is like my number one. Uh, mm-hmm. And just because I feel like that's a genuinely evil episode and also very <laughs> enjoyable from start to finish with all the, all the scares it just unleashes on the audience. But uh, night shift is, is a solid vampire episode. I know Ari of the dark has done a few of them uh, across the series. And uh, you know, he, he has a very striking you know, appearance. Uh, he has a very like intense death. Like I think he just bursts in the flames and falls over the edge, which is amazing. <laughs> like I would not expect yeah. that in any kid's show, let alone Afraid of the dark, but you know, that, that certainly helps its cause for being a more memorable, higher quality episode. And then of course you got uh, the writing and how it kind of ties everything up for not only the end of the season, but also the series as well. Like Gary's run of the midnight society. Yeah.
2: I was thinking about it, like from the artist's perspective, is the uh, green vampire here like a fun one to draw? I I know you've done one or two interpretations on it.
5: Oh, yes. Um, I've actually done a a sticker illustration of him and, uh, you know, some illustrations for some other stuff that we'll talk about soon. But yeah, anything with like grotesque, monstrous features, I just love drawing uh, skeletons too. I think that's probably why I love Dead Man's Float so much is I like redrawing his like, dripping bloody rotten corpse or whatever the heck he's made out of. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really into monsters and that helped me get into other shows like Twilight Zone, X-Files, Tales from the Crypt growing up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, right
2: there with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um do you, is is so would you say the Dead Man's Float skeleton guy is like kind of you think the definitive looking monster from the 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 series run?
5: I'd say so. I mean, of course, everyone's favorite is Zebon and Ghastly Grinner, which is fine. I'm not really as much of a clown <laughs> person, but I, I understand yeah. their lasting impact. But for me, you know, the more gruesome, the more striking, uh, the better. And for that pool zombie, when I first saw him, you know, he just struck terror into my eyes. And I actually, you know, because being an artist, I have a more like excitable imagination um, when I was a kid, I was afraid to go into the deep end thinking that, you know, he would be in his invisible form <laughs> looking down there waiting to pull me under like he did to Jay Barrowshell. So, uh, you know, any any kind of episode that has a lasting impression on its viewers, I feel is, is worthy of being, you know, uh, not only memorable, but, you know, deserving of accolades.
0: Definitely the same, for sure. same take as Brett. I mean, as a kid, I was not a great swimmer, so mm. I can definitely – Like resonate with that idea, and with night shift, I was always scared of hospitals as a kid. So, like Zeebo the clown didn't scare me because I never found clowns scary, but Dead Man's Float and Night Shift was like nightmare fuel for me. Oh yeah,
5: Yeah. oh yeah, I'm with you.
2: See, for me, it was always um, when I played floor hockey. There was this guy who lived under the (laughs) school. (laughs) Uh, He he looked a lot like a snake, so that always
4: i like you a lot
5: i love him and hate him at the same time he's just undescribable
0: (laughs) you you cannot get more canadian than that episode right yeah
5: and and his defeat is very uh suitable too for the entire field the episode you know just whacked with a hockey puck and you know Right into the snake pit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about that? Not that get off topic. He's a snake. So how would Foley in his snake pit kill him?
5: Yeah. That's... Yeah. Good point. <laughs> or is he like half human, half snake? It's never. Oh, forever.
2: boy. I'm sorry to drag you down the Jake the Snake path. I, I resist. <laughs> It'll get um... you sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well speaking of like some of your stickers you've been posting stuff over the last month which has just been so cool um yeah. I know I mentioned to you uh, like I, I loved the uh like the giles from Hungry Hounds mm-hmm. um you know uh, you, you a lot of like offbeat type of characters do you want to talk a little bit about like what 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 you're doing with that
5: Yeah sure so um in in helping like generate the hype for uh what we're going to talk about after the stickers um, I've, I've been doing a sticker series of Are You Afraid of the Dark based off of popular demand. Is you're going to be the that Pete and Peter or Salute Your Shorts stickers? And of course, since it's spooky season, I guess everyone jumped to the obvious answer. So I'm like, all right, here we go. And originally it was just going to start off as like one sticker per season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that was my original set that I created. But because they just like took off in popularity and my direct messages on instagram were exploding uh i kind of got the sense that i had to expand upon that further and not just do like Mm -hmm. the most popular villains so i even threw in some like obscure characters in there too um protagonists and even like some some fan favorites like um the the coda's father from the tale of the dark music fans kind of refer to him as quote unquote hulk hoagie because he kind of looks like hulk hogan and he's eating a grinder while like bad mouthing his son he's going to make an appearance in a few days so that'll be fun for like people who get the inside joke um but yeah. there's also obviously the mainstays like dr Fink, sardo zebo and uh yeah i just decided that since since i started out with like i don't know seven stickers and now it's grown to 30 just for season one i i might end up doing somewhere around that amount for each season. So by the end of yeah. it, they'll all be available and everyone can kind of pick and choose what kind of combinations they want to, uh, decorate their rooms or their, their books or anything in between, uh, with some, are you afraid of the dark memorabilia?
2: That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Andrew is Andrew. Is there like, um, not that Brett would, would do it, but is there like a <laughs> offbeat, are you afraid of the dark character that would like make you laugh just to have the sticker?
3: Oh, boy. I know that he already has one that I've been meaning to order myself as um, the Sandman. Yes. Um, yeah, he's
5: coming up soon. I love Bobcat Goldfay as the Sandman. Hello! Yes.
4: Hiya!
3: I right into the so bed. <laughs> um, you know what? Another one that just popped into my mind. I don't know if you had this one or not, but um, mm-hmm. the phone police guy. Like the guy that's in charge. Oh yeah, of like the warden one? or yeah, Billy yeah. Baxter.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
3: The warden. Um, I mean, I would love Billy Baxter, but I don't think we ever get a no. Shot I mean, him. I don't know what you I could do, oh, <laughs> <the phone book.
5: laughs> I mean, do.
3: The phone book. Oh. I mean, the
5: phone book, with, with, a book with, with, a with a giant Billy Baxter ad. Is, <laughs> that is great. <laughs> yeah, or like write his number. I'll draw a phone book for him with a six-digit number. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a good one.
5: Yeah. Um, I actually haven't done the phone police warden design yet, but it has been requested. So, uh, you know, you, nice. you put in a good word for me. You'll probably see it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I mean, um, sorry. Uh, just to add, uh, that's not the first time people have requested the sticker designs from me back when, uh, I sold them on Redbubble, Uh, there's a sorry Afraid the dark podcast called you scared of this at the time who requested like, the stone throne and the matchstick hand and even like a uh, copy of Zebos' big house, that game from the Crimson. Yeah. Episode. Oh, and, yeah. uh, that, that seemed to kind of spark everything to go a little bit further with the stickers rather than just like put them out there. So yeah. giving them credit for kind of helping inspiring me, uh, get back into this again. Cause there's, there's a lot of positive response for this, especially this time of year.
3: Yeah. I love, I love the like weird, uh, secondary characters. Um, And I just, I really love your style of your art. And I think it really fits the stuff perfectly. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. Yeah.
5: My style is kind of weird. It's very detailed, but also kind of cutesy. So somehow that strikes a a pleasant cartoony balance for people. And you know, I I just keep doing it as long as people want to keep seeing it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. now all of this, of course, being October, the stickers, are you afraid of the dark? It all seems to be leading to kind of a bigger project. Do you want to talk about what it is that uh, you're working on and how people can uh, get involved?
5: Sure. So <laughs> for the past three years, I've been kind of relentlessly working behind the scenes on this on this book that I have, and it's based off of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Actually, so. Um, you know, being inspired by episode guidebooks like the Twilight Zone Companion and like Simpsons episode guidebooks that I used to read nonstop as a kid, I decided, hmm, what if, what if I made like Are You Afraid of the Dark into an episode guide and, you know, add some of my illustrations into it. So I pretty much pursued that journey. And, you know, now we're kind of at the point where it's ready to be released out into the world. And to give you guys an idea of what's called, it's titled Scary Tales. The ultimate unofficial guide to are you afraid of the dark and the title is actually an homage to um the original name of are you afraid of the dark when it was being pitched to nickelodeon so you know yeah. uh, that combined with like uh the kickstarter campaign going live in october to kind of honor uh are you afraid of dark's history with its first episode coming out halloween it's just it really felt right to have everything happen all now for the book and it's certainly going to be like a great read for everyone it's Uh, You know, you can just like turn to a page of your favorite episode and read about like synopsis, memorable quotes, trivia, and my personal perspective review on it, complete with like a matchstick rating of one to five. Um, So, you know, it's got a nice play by play uh, deconstruction of all 91 episodes of the series, Uh, plus some bonus features, too.
4: Wow.
3: I I love the uh, the touch of the title. Uh, and the matchsticks, man, I love those little details. Um,
5: Thank you. Yeah, I, I've really been like into Easter eggs and that sort of thing growing up. Hey. Right? Probably because I read Where's Waldo books nonstop. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I just find a way to put it into my art and everything I'm doing, and it seems to be like a lot of people are positively responsive to it. So I'm I'm glad that's working in my favor rather than against me.
3: Oh yeah, it's really cool. Um, And we've talked about a little bit um, the Twilight Zone guide and the Simpsons guide that you mentioned and Mm -hmm. uh, loving going through those when we were younger. And I think this is like the perfect show to do that with. Um, I can't wait to dig through that.
5: Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's something that that needs a sort of like companion by your side when you're in the living room watching uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark with your friends and family. Uh, you know the the great thing about it is that it's not only for like veteran fans who grew up with the series back in the 90s but it's also great for newcomers who might be interested in it whether they're like our age or younger kids or even other family members so I think anyone could appreciate this book uh, not only from an artistic standpoint but just like something as a gateway to this wonderful show that has really shaped who we are as people not just me but like you guys and everyone else who are already afraid of the dark fans.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm ex.
2: I'm so excited. I mean, I, I, I need this thing in my house. Uh, And so in order to get this thing to my house, where should people go? What should people do in order for me, Joey, to have it? Yes.
5: Just you. (laughs) No, I'll have, I'll have some available for everyone. Um, So you can go to the link in my bio on my Instagram page, which is at Brett Wilson arts. Uh, that's pretty much where my main artistic presence is, and uh, when you click on that, you'll be able to back any suitable rewards here that you feel you want. Whether you just want to like support the book being made with a little bit of a thank you, or like get the ultimate bundle uh, that has chock full of rewards, you'll you'll just love if you're a true Are you of the Dark fan. And um, yeah, it's going to be running all October. We started on October first. We're going to end on Halloween, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know this is this is do or die time and this will be up to all the fans coming out of the woodwork to make it a success. Cause you know, it started with me three years ago when I started this journey and I feel like it ends with everyone now coming together, making it a thing. Um, so yeah, check, check out the book, back it, tell your
3: friends. Yeah. For real. Tell everybody it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right guys.
2: So head, head to uh, Brett's Instagram uh brett wilson art make sure you donate here towards the the kickstarter and uh let's let's get that book on our shelves um i know it's got a not i'm i'm honestly excited just to like see some of your reviews too just to like get your thoughts yeah. on some of these episodes um sure you know we 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 end up talking about this stuff so much that like i become more interested in what other people besides andrew and i have to say <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's interesting
5: because everyone has a unique perspective. And I I tried to be as non-biased as humanly possible, but after you watch ninety one episodes over fifty times, you (laughs) begin to wonder if your perspective is right in the first place. But you know, (laughs) I I tried to be as encompassing as possible. So you'll probably see like an average of some episodes being better than you thought or worse than you thought. And, you know, that if you don't agree with it, that's fine. If you do, also fine. It's just there to uh, really celebrate the legacy of You Afraid of the Dark's past and the bright future that it has on the horizon or, sorry horizon with uh where it's going
2: yeah awesome awesome yeah. well thanks for taking some time with us brett uh we love always getting your thoughts on are you free the dark and uh yeah, my we, pleasure. we uh we hope everybody goes out and supports
3: this awesome project yeah can't wait for the book yeah definitely. all right see yeah, you yeah, brett good talking to you brett good to talk to you too bye
2: all right great to hear from brett as always
3: yeah, yeah. for real Um, Um, yeah man his stuff has been so good uh we we didn't even um i don't think we even touched on it um but his uh hard days pete was um a special one i thought yeah yeah Uh, that was that was pretty iconic yeah really nailed the feel of the episode yeah no doubt
2: Um, well, before we wrap up today, uh, gonna just read a listener here from another Vince. (gasps) (laughs)
4: um,
2: so let's hear from him. He says, Hey, Andrew and Joey, I am a first time writer because I just discovered your podcast a few months ago. My name is Vince, but since you already have a prominent listener named Vince, feel free to call me Vincent. If you happen to read my letter. As you mentioned a little while back, the AV Club promoted your podcast at the end of June. The moment I saw it, I knew your podcast was meant for me. Even before listening to an entire episode, I immediately referred it to my brother and my best friend, to whom I regularly make embarrassing number of 90s Nick references. From late June through early September, I have listened to an average of 17 episodes per week to catch up, and it's been the perfect way to spend a pandemic. Hearing the evolution of the podcast in such a short time frame was a real treat. I loved hearing your softening perspectives on things like Hey Dude and 15. And I also felt felt sad for Joey every time he mentioned how crushed he'd be when Jerry Stiller dies, knowing that the man died this past May.
4: Um,
2: My favorite episodes tended to be a little more off the wall, like Think Fast or Versus featuring Melissa and Max. The interviews have been great, and I've also liked podcasts where you compare episodes of different series with a similar theme. On that note, I have one suggestion. Um, they Vincent suggests doing a "Bad Seed" episode. This is where a um, this is where you know someone pretty much turns out to be bad. Yeah. You know, which uh, like you know, a young girl turns out to be a murderer. While none of these series feature a murderer, they do introduce a female guest that at first seems sweet and innocent and then quickly turns destructive, such as Hey Dude, Bad Seed, Salute Your Shorts, The Wrath of Khan, and Clarissa explains it all babysitting. Oddly enough, they are all all episode 12, placing each of them second to last in their respective seasons. (laughs) Was borrowing from movies a sign of diminishing ideas by the end of a season? <laughs> anyway, these are all on Daily Motion and really amusing to watch back um, to back as you see each show's take on the same, same basic idea. I'm looking forward to Podtober as I already feel myself having withdrawal from uh, at not hearing your soothing voices and catchy music on a near constant basis. Thank you again for the delightful work, Vincent.
3: Oh man. That was a really nice one yeah um, i'm so glad that uh we could you know be there for vincent's 17 episodes a week
0: At the yeah
3: happy to help <laughs> um and i i like this uh bad seed idea it's very um i don't know it's outside the box yeah it's a good one i like yeah. it um
2: well i think that wraps up night shift uh, what are we doing next andrew
3: for podtober uh, next time we're gonna be talking something that's our listeners may know is close to our hearts, the Twilight Zone. We're gonna be talking mm. our top ten favorite episodes and a uh, couple of our Fergusons.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is like just a little pet thing for us. Uh, besides loving '90s Nick Andrew and I are pretty well bonded over the original run of the Twilight Zone.
4: Yeah.
2: And so uh, I think that'll be a nice conversation for anybody out there who's even I think a casual fan. I think a lot of the episodes we'll talk about, people might know. So yeah, um, that'll be that'll be a fun listen. I'm
0: gonna, have sure. to binge. I'm gonna have to binge that because I've only seen a handful of Twilight Zone uh, episodes. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, they're they're something else. It's my new homework
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. assignment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they're out there. Uh, they're Netflix has them, Hulu has them, Prime. Um, it's like a pretty pretty accessible series. Um, yeah. So, uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Vincent did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review that helps other people uh, find us. A shout out to uh, our newest reviewer, The Sorrow, uh, who left, left us a review that says love, love, love. Um, so, we really appreciate that. Helps other people find us. Um, and in particular, I mean, I think Podtober is like a fun time to discover the podcast. So if you know someone who loves yeah. Halloween and loves Nick, uh, maybe just send them our way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, appreciating things, Vincenzo, it, it was just uh, a, a pure delight to talk Night, night Shift with you. Oh, you? This, is, uh,
0: this is a lot of fun, guys. I've been waiting for so long to talk about it. And finally, Podtober came around and here we are.
3: Beautiful. Yeah great times A lot of fun. <laughs> hope we'll see all you bloodsuckers next time
4: all night <laughs> well you empty yeah. around the corner bring your goods go around the other corner bring your suitcases Ray!
2: Oh, I should say it's not the teacher and Jake the snake, it's the teacher and um damn it. What was the season 7 one we did with Sardo? Uh, um,
3: like the Time Trap? Is that Oblivion? it? That might be it. Oblivion no, yeah. was one of the Sardos.
2: Yeah, no, and t- Time Trap uh never mind, none of this matters. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You should have recorded while they were alive. (laughs) I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to.